what's up, everyone? Welcome to episode nine of the Successory Show podcast, the podcast dedicated to success in life and more importantly in sport. Because if you're not competing in sport, what are you even doing? And if you hate powerlifting, what are you doing? <laughs> Absolutely. Probably bitching about it online, to be honest with you. You're probably bitching about it online. But before we get to that, uh, we always joke about how we try to get to the content as fast as possible, and we're not, not nothing's going to change in this format. It's going to stay the same, and how we always laugh about it, how we have managed to get about 30 minutes in before we're done, and we have never even timed these to see. But currently, I'm in the process of water loading for my weight cut on this Friday, <laughs> so I've had to pee an average of every 30 minutes, so we know when we're done when I have to pee, which is probably TMI, but I can guarantee you we'll be done in 30 minutes. <laughs> he also acts like he doesn't pee that often when he's not water loading, but <laughs> he's very hydrated. He has a lot of beverages throughout the day. So it really is consistently every 30 minutes or well, so. As my road dog, Titus, my son likes to say when we're driving, drink hard, pee hard. So. <laughs> That's right. We, uh, we don't even half hydrate. You know, no. you, use, you use your full ass when you hydrate. Full ass, yeah. So speaking of asses, in a good way. We're talking about fair weather friends. Interpret that however you want. But that's this topic for today is fair weather friends. Do you have them? And what does it actually mean to be a friend? Because we always talk about accountability being a very important aspect of your team. So your friend should be your most accountable asset. Yes. Uh, we. I guess we can start kind of what makes a good friend or what other people think makes a good friend. Absolutely. We, we have a list. We made a list. We made a list. <laughs> I made a list. <laughs> it was my suggestion. I suggested the list. <laughs> team effort. Team, yes, team effort. Um, we asked on Instagram what people, what it means to be a good friend to different people and kind of were gathering the answers, see what everyone had to say. And for the most part, everyone pretty much said the same thing. We got a lot of like being honest and transparent with your friend, uh, judgment-free. Actually, I think this was Dawn. She referred to that as the planet fitness of friends because they are judgment-free and they will call you a lunk when you're being one. <laughs> Which coincides with the call-out. Yeah. We'll you know, that's something we'll talk about towards the end, but that's, that's something your friends should do is call you out on something. But we want to talk about how you call somebody out on something. Yep. Um, also, a lot of like laughter. So someone actually wrote, you can someone that you can ugly snort laugh with. Um, someone said showing up, being accountable and dependable, the time and distance don't matter, that you have a lot of mutual respect, uh, your values align with each other, they're someone who inspires you, your friendship can survive miscommunications, which happen all the time in the age of text and online talking, and that you also give without expectation in return. Oh, God, online texting and talking. Anyone who knows me knows that I don't proofread before I hit send on anything, so they're pretty disastrous at times. Hilarious. <laughs> it's probably my favorite. I think there's, there was one time recently where Charlie sent me your story and like just wrote out whatever, <laughs> whatever spelling mistake you made. And he was like, someone please help this man. And I was like, I try. I don't think there's not a single day that goes by that I don't have a, a significant autocorrect typo or change of word or something because I don't look up. I'm just always in, in the go, go, go mode in motion to communicate with people. So sometimes people laugh and sometimes like, can you interpret what you just said to me? Yeah, like those people, you know, I feel like the people that are like, what does this mean? I'm just use your critical thinking skills. <laughs> like, you can generally figure it out. Like I think yesterday he wrote, instead of bench, he wrote, Bebsh. Bebsh with a B, yeah. Yeah, B -B. And, and if someone was like, what does that mean? I'd be like, come on, like, just figure it out. Yeah, it's, it's clearly bench. bench. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. But, uh, so yeah, the topic of this is fair-weather friends, and I feel like I have had quite a few fair-weather friends in my life. I think Trevor can oh, probably agree. Um, a fair-weather friend to me is someone who is only your friend when expectations are 
or excuse me, they're only your friend when situations are entirely perfect. They can get something from you or they feel like you are of value to them. Not that your friendship is valuable, but that you are of value to them. Um, and when things get tough, they generally kind of disappear and scatter. So that's what it means to be a right. fair You are of value to them. They are of no value to you, which makes it not a friendship. It makes it a dependency. They are dependent upon what you can give to them and not vice versa. Not that you should be expecting something in return because that's not how you give. But it just sometimes people will go the extra mile to show you that that's all they care about from you is what you can give them, achieve for them, or help them acquire. Yeah, I feel like with social media right now, um, people are really, really concerned with how popular someone is online as if that is some sort of personality trait. And I know lots of people who uh, have larger followings than me who can definitely uh, count the amount of times that they've met like a clout chaser or someone who only talked to them because they were you know, really, really popular online. Or let's say you only talk to someone because you think that that will get you a sponsorship or free product or something like that. Like that is something that I see really, really regularly in social media now uh, because it's almost like the higher the following, the cooler that you are, the more that you have to give someone and they don't even actually care if their values and like what they like and what they dislike align with yours or not. They're just looking for what they can get from that, whether that's, you know, oh, well maybe I'll get, maybe I'll get sponsored and my meats will get paid for. Or maybe right. I'll get like the cool new clothes or, you know, maybe I'll be able to take a picture with this person and they'll get me a thousand more followers because I posted a picture and tagged them in it and they shared it, which is a really kind of disgusting and gross reality of social media to me. Social um, media is just that. It's a way to be social. It's mm-hmm. not the real world, which people have to understand. And that's where we get lost. That's where you end up getting the most amount of your fair weather friends is because you may have a bigger following or something that they want through social media or connection to someone. And there's nothing wrong with networking if you are clear that, hey, if I offer you do this, if I offer to do this for you, is there any way you can help? And in return, maybe do this for me. That's a favor. That's an exchange. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not necessarily a friendship. That's a networking situation. But oftentimes it's people like you said, like there's a young man who keeps tagging me in all of his lifting posts who doesn't even follow me. And I just find out to be so obnoxious. Uh, At first I'm like, okay, I'll I'll click like he's tagging me. He wants me to acknowledge his existence. I'm like, wait a minute. This kid doesn't even follow me back. Why is he tagging me? He's a clock chaser. Yeah. I mean, when I was doing um, a little bit more with ritual and like, deciding, you know, athletes and things like that, I would get messages from people that would ask me about becoming an athlete. And the process for that was when I was doing it was trying to, you know, make sure that this athlete fit the mold of what we were looking for. Like I don't, I didn't care about followers. I just wanted that person to be someone who represented positive mental attitude, someone who's putting out a lot of good things. Like good quality content, positive, uplifting, all that sort of thing. Do they um, even support the brand in the first place? No. And like these, <laughs> yeah, these people have, these people have never purchased any, would have never purchased anything from the brand before. Uh, literally don't post anything but their own training, which posting your own training is great, but also like a little bit of substance is what I'm looking for. You know, I want to know that you are a good person within your community. And people would message me about like, oh, I'd be a really good fit for the athlete. And I'm like, really tell me why. And they're like, oh, well, I have this total. I don't give a fuck about your total. Everybody on Instagram has that total too. And a lot of them have it mostly in the gym, not actually on the platform, which is even more sad. Yeah. So that was always a really, that was always slightly discouraging to me is that, okay, you only messaged me and were talking to me and talking me up or, you know, like would share my post and be like, awesome. I love your post, blah, blah, blah. Can I be an athlete? 
I'm like, that's not how this works. Like, don't, <laughs> don't gas me up and then expect me to just give you whatever it is that you want. And I don't, I don't like that. There, there has to be reciprocity with your friendships. You know, um, it isn't just about what you can give, give and receive from your friends. Like it is generally about, do you connect with that person? Can you have an honest conversation with them? I know Trevor liked the, uh, can ugly snort laugh with, because that's someone you can be totally comfortable with. Comfortable with, with. you know, Mm -hmm. someone you trust who's not going to judge you for whatever reason, whatever, we're all flawed, but someone who likes you because of you, not because what you can get for them or do for them. That's a true friend. Somebody who enjoys you for the conversations you have, the company you keep and laughs along with you, not necessarily at you (laughs) is your friend. Yeah. I mean, they might laugh at you sometimes. Everyone should. <laughs> I'm an ass. <laughs> Self-admittedly, though. Yeah. I, mean, I, I like being a character. So, you know, I think that... Oh, there's my slurp for you. That yeah. one was definitely audible. My audible slurp. I hate it. <laughs> I'm judged. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> no, I still love you. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I think that, like Trevor mentioned, with social media being a place to be social... Uh, you don't actually really know these people in person for the most part. Like there's a lot of people that I talk with regularly online, you know, whether they're like my clients or just people that I converse with on social media. And I never probably will meet them in person. Uh, I still have a good connection with them. Maybe we have good conversation and all that, but you have to be aware of who is being your friend because they think that they can get something from you and who is being your friend because they really just genuinely want to see you grow and do better and succeed at life. Yeah, I think that's very important because we always talk about if if you are succeeding, bring people with you and the people Mm -hmm. you bring with you are your friends because they're your accountability group, your support group. You should be elevating everyone that's in your circle. Your circle probably needs to shrink a little bit, be smaller and understand who a friend is and who an acquaintance is or somebody that maybe you're contemporary, but not necessarily either an acquaintance or a friend. And it's really, really important. I loved um, Andrew Clayton, um, Running Strongman, and answered this. We kind of abbreviated things a little bit, but he said a true friend is someone who gives without expectation of anything in return. And that's true. That is basically the, the truest basis of friend. We got a lot of varied answers. Some people are like family, whether they're blood or not. And like, that's not necessarily a friend, that's a bond. Um, but somebody who's giving with you without any expectation in return is a true friend versus someone who's giving only with the expectation of something in return is an acquaintance or someone who's looking to network a deal with you of some kind. There's, there's a very big difference. And that's the challenge in life is understanding who your actual legitimate friends are mm-hmm. versus who's in your life to take something from it. And it, it can be very disheartening when you start to recognize some of these people only want something from you but won't give you the time of day when you need something. Or yeah, or we'll stop that friendship when you stop giving them what it is that they wanted from you in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that I really liked was the can survive miscommunication because, like I mentioned earlier, you know, in an age where we're texting and writing messages more than we are talking face to face, it's hard to judge tone through text pretty often. And I think that it's also important that your friends and everyone that you surround yourself with doesn't have the exact same opinion as you. And it's fine that you guys don't have the same opinion. Like you shouldn't, if you all are just an echo chamber of what each other are saying, you're probably never going to grow anymore. But being able to have these conversations with your friends that are maybe hard that you disagree with them on, and you're still able to be like, you know what? I still respect you. We are still friends after this, even though we disagree. Like, I think that's really important too. A lot of people get really, really upset when someone disagrees or thinks that, something that they said is wrong. Um, But if you can talk through that with them and still maintain that really, really tight bond, even with that sort of miscommunication or difference of opinion, I think that that is one of probably my favorite things within a person. 
Yeah. We have very different music tastes at times. She loves really <laughs> hardcore stuff. And I'm like, why is this guy screaming? What's he so mad about? It's only Tuesday, you know? And for instance, she loves the brand, the, the band Brand New, which I think is brand terrible. It's just the worst band in existence. He calls it Brand Bad. Brand Bad is absolutely accurate. It's awful. But yet we still coexist <laughs> and live in the same house. And manage to put a music station on while we're training. We're a podcast lately because I'm just like all of my feels. But, um, you know, we don't hate each other for the differences. We celebrate the differences because I wouldn't want a carbon copy of myself. I want somebody who's different that brings me out of my zone and makes me critically think and explore things. Um, you know, on the topic of a friend, and you should look at that. How many of your friends are diverse? Especially mm-hmm. nowadays when we're talking about judgment and whatnot. How many of your f- friends are different than you in skin tone, in religion, in belief, in training system? These are all things that would get you having discussions as a friend, not yes. dictations. What I mean by dictations is when you're online, it's really easy to call somebody an I- I- idiot and argue. But when you're in person, you actually manage to discuss and educate and learn things in a different perspective. Yeah, well, and I mean, imagine if you're... Imagine if your friend group was all exactly like you. This is how the text conversations would go. Hitler wanted to imagine his friend group was all like him too. (laughs) We saw how that turned out. Um, So, I mean, if you were, if you were texting a friend who had all of the same, you know, thoughts and beliefs and everything that you did, your text would be very boring and you'd be like, oh, I, I really like tacos. And they'd be like, same. You'd be like, haha, same. And they'd be like, same. (laughs) And then it would just be same and me too and same all the time. And how boring would that be? So shout out to all my Seattle friends who go nuts that I put teriyaki (laughs) all over steak. I still love you guys, but I just love teriyaki a little bit more. (laughs) That cracks me up. (laughs) Every time they get mad. Like one of them offered to cook me dinner just so he can prove how a steak tastes better without it. I'm like, I'm not going to turn that down. Just make sure that there's teriyaki there just in case. Stand by teriyaki. I'll bring <laughs> my own bottle, like a travel it, size yeah. of teriyaki. <laughs> like the ones that you put on your keychain or whatever. Yes. Like you can get it with hot sauce. Why See, can't you get it with teriyaki? this is a brilliant business idea. You just had keychain teriyaki that you can take with you anywhere. So you can put your own favorite flavor of teriyaki anywhere you go. Yeah. So uh, one day if that becomes a business, I owe you like 50% of the world. <laughs> so, so basically once we get out this podcast, I'm going to go and check on how to get it trademarked. <laughs> trademark. Travel, travel teriyaki trademark. <laughs> So good. Yes. Um, so yeah, it would be really, really boring though if you were consistently having those kind of conversations where someone didn't even think the same as you. Like, yeah. you know, I have multiple friends who are coaches, and we all kind of have different thoughts and uh, modalities on what works. And but it know, all works. But it does. It all I mean, works. It does. Yeah. And you know, like Melissa, someone who always is asking me. Um, how I do things because she doesn't do anything conjugate at all. And she wants, she asks to understand, you know, I asked Trevor a lot, like why he does things a certain way. Um, because I'm a unicorn. Absolutely. Which a group of them is called a blessing. A blessing of unicorns. Yes. So, so if you see a bunch of people who look just like me, you've been blessed. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Totally dad joke, but it worked. It worked. I hit it just at the right time. (laughs) Oh man. All right. Anyways. Um, so yeah, it would be, it would just be really just have diverse friends is basically what we're saying. Um, one thing that we really, really wanted to touch on in this was since honesty, transparency, calling someone out on their bullshit. Everyone, almost, almost everybody had that answer that a friend will will be willing to confront you and when you're not doing something. Yes. But caveat to that, uh, you can call someone out for their, you know, mess ups or mistakes or them not holding themselves to a higher standard, you can do that without being a total asshole. You know, like the one example that I see this all the time is 
someone will post a squat video and then their friend, friend, will be like, hi. Yeah. And it's like, all right, cool. Like, we get it. Yeah, they probably also know that it was high. But commenting and just saying hi makes you look like an arrogant piece of shit. Versus, hey, you control the weight really well. Your up speed's great. If you wanted to count the meat, go a little deeper. Yes. That's the difference between a friend who is calling you out basically saying that, you know, you're doing a great job, but you could be doing a better job versus an asshole, which is what you are. If you're just like, hi. Or, you know, like I see a lot of, um, I see a lot of technique comments that are left and it's like, oh, you could have used more. You could have used more hamstring or like more thoracic extension, and then people put like an ugly like drunk emoji. Ah, I hate the drunk emoji, especially when people include it in their own selves. Yeah, people say something like, as their coach, you're like, "Hey, your pause was a little quick," and then it's like, "Yeah, my pause was right," and they put the drunk emoji face. You're like, "Don't do that." (laughs) Take it seriously. Take it seriously. Yeah, but you know, I have a client uh, who loves me to roast him, like, and roast him publicly because that's how he he's let me know that's his feedback loop. His feedback loop is if I will publicly. I don't want to say roast him, like put him down, but if there's things that I see on his lifts to not 100% hesitate or sugarcoat it. So when his pauses are quick, I'm like, hey, the pauses are quick. Or if his squats were high, I'm like, hey, we need to go deeper. Like, but I still try not to be an asshole about it. I just try and be like very brutally honest and say, you know, these aren't going to pass the comp standards. You're not training to the standard. Uh, Wyatt loves that. And also just because he's Irish, hearing the terminology is so hilarious. Like <laughs> he told me he's going to body the week. And all of a sudden I start seeing that appear everywhere. I'm like, damn, this is so much cooler than American lingo. <laughs> Uh, Bench press this week, bodied it. And I just wrote back, I want you to body the whole week. Done. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, if you're, if you want to call someone out and, or, and your intention, and if your intentions are good and you want to call someone out and hold them to a higher standard, like for example, with a squat, like Trevor said, there is a big difference between, hey, that squat was just a little bit high, let's work on getting that deeper this week, or you commenting being like, wow, that was high as fuck. Like, that's just, you're just rude at that right. point. And then you when just, you get called out for being rude, your response is, well, I'm an asshole. It's like, no, no but that, that's yeah. not, that means you're not a friend. That means you are an asshole or you're looking for attention online. You're not actually their friend if you're doing that to them to try and make them feel bad about the lift. So is, if, is your criticism helping them or intentionally trying to make them embarrassed or feel bad? Because that's not how you change someone's standards. You don't yeah. change someone's standards by making them feel bad about themselves or their lifts. You just make them create disdain for you. Yeah, your EQ, like your emotional quota, emotional quotient, um, is pretty low if you if the only way that you know how to call someone out is by uh, shrugging and being like, I can't help it, I'm so honest. And it's like, you're not being honest. Like Trevor said, you're not being honest, you're just being a dick. Um, yeah, uh, speaking of, of the EQ, and sometimes we don't know what's going on in someone's life. So, you know, someone could have a tremendous amount of fear under the bar or a tremendous amount of external stress outside the gym, and that PR or whatever it was made their day you just shit on their parade. Yes. Literally by doing so. Cause you don't know what happened versus, you know, either sending a DM or just a comment like, Hey man, I'm so happy to see that. Let's just get a little bit lower for the meat, you know, make sure it's going to pass. So that way you earn it. You know, it's, it's just a different perspective that you have to think in there is they're posting for that, that satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And because they feel good, they were probably proud of that. They were probably <laughs> proud of that, you know, whether it was high or not, or not paused or strapped on a deadlift, they were still proud of it. There's ways that you can acknowledge their pride mm-hmm. and then give them some constructive criticism without being douchey. Just because you post everything 100% on social media doesn't mean everyone else does. Right. So like assuming that you know everything that is, that's going on in that person's life is um, it's really daft of you to think that you know everything based off of what they post on social media. Because there are a good majority of us who don't post everything online because that shit's 
not always good. <laughs> uh, I think that having some sort of your life not being posted on the internet is really healthy for you. So if you are someone who posts everything online and you're and you're basing, you know, someone else's profile thinking, well, they've only posted that they've been feeling really, really good this week and blah, blah, blah. And then you decide to comment on their squat and tell them that they're high like Trevor was mentioning, you don't know what's going on in their personal life. You don't know how this session was for them. You don't know how much of a struggle it was. You don't know any of these things. So just be a little bit more empathetic <laughs> towards other people instead of just feeling like you are somehow uh, God on Instagram and you can comment whatever you want without any sort of repercussion. Yeah, because you know what really matters is the judge's opinion, not yours. Yeah. End of the day. I mean, obviously we want to train the standard that the judge is going to approve everything you do. Yep. But the person who's making that decision on game day is the judge, not the internet. Yep. The, they don't keep records for the internet. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. We talk about, you know, not posting things like I post more of my lowlights than I post my highlights. Yeah. You know, because I want people to know I'm real. I want people to know I struggle. I want people to know that it's not, not just a highlight reel. I've posted injuries. I've posted failed lifts. I've posted about psychological issues under the bar where trying to struggle to regain confidence after injury and so forth. These are things that I want people to know, and that keeps me accountable because then I'm telling people publicly what I struggle with so my friend circle, my group, can come at me and remind me of the things that I'm capable of so I start to believe that same way instead of detracting, like, yeah, you were great once. That's not friends. <laughs> yeah, a lot of my, I write a lot of like longer captions and whatnot. And generally the things that I'm writing are things that I'm going through. And it's generally something that I've talked to Trevor or Melissa or Sydney or anyone of my close friends with that I've talked to them about. Whether or not like I've talked to them and been like, hey, I think I want to write about this. What's your opinion on it? Or, you know, how does this relate to me? Or, you know, Trevor and I take a lot of walks and we talk about anything that comes to mind at that moment. And so me writing out these long captions, it's not just me telling other people how they should be living. It's also a good reminder for me, like the one that I wrote recently about um, not being worthy. I know Charlie commented on that and was like, this is a daily, this is a daily struggle for me. And I was like, same, that's why I wrote it. Uh, you know, so these things are things that I am talking to my friend group about, and they are either, you know, kind of boosting me up or inspiring me to write it or they're inspiring me to think differently about it you know if I'm thinking negatively about myself so those are good friends because they are letting me know like hey you're doing this wrong like I've been called out by my friends for self-sabotaging more than I've ever called out my own right. self for self-sabotaging so these people are honest and they're like they're holding me accountable they're dependable they're communicating with me even if they don't agree with me so all of these things that I write online are generally things that I'm going through as well and it's a good reminder for other people that even if you're only posting you know really really good PRs or your whatever you're posting that everyone kind of struggles with something day to day right and we always talk about the accountability system so I wanted to touch on loyalty you know because that's something that gets thrown a lot often it's the word loyalty and that's what your friends because if we look through all the things that we're talking about honest transparent inspiring uh judgment free um respectful. accountability respectful these all have to do with loyalty because leadership comes from loyalty and if we're a group of friends are bringing each other up together then they're loyal to each other and they're bringing each other along so you have to think in the terms of are you loyal to the people around you and are they loyal to you and i don't mean that in a way as if you're doing something wrong that people should have your back like if you go kill someone i'm not gonna be loyal i'm gonna go like, totally just killed someone <laughs> <laughs> i'm not trying to get in trouble for that shit however <laughs> You know, if your friends have goals, you should be loyal to helping them in any way possible with those goals. And that could mean the accountability or the call outs, but call out respectfully. But also check in on them, remind them, you know, and 
be a leader to them. Don't always look up to one friend as the leader of the group because trust me, it's tiring at times. You want to lead with them. You know, leaders are in the middle of the pack, not necessarily the front of the pack. They're moving the whole pack together. Think of a beehive. The whole beehive moves together. It's not like one bee goes and then the rest follow. That's a flock of birds who are going to poop on you. But a beehive, they all move together. So be like the bees and move together as one unit because they all have the same goal, the same mission, and they do it together. And loyalty too, I think, means if some if your friend comes to you with something that is a little bit hard for them to talk about, they, they know that they can talk with you in confidence about that without fear of you telling everyone else. Right. So, you know, like there are, there are lots of conversations that you have between your friends who, you know, they, they maybe feel a little bit ashamed of like what it is, or I don't want to say it's a secret, but they just, they don't want it to be spouted off everywhere. So that doesn't mean you go on social media and you go post on your story like, Hey, my friend so-and-so just told me this about themselves and blah, blah, blah. You don't do that. That's, That's not, not loyalty. Yeah. yeah. So keeping, keeping the confidence within your conversations with your friends is important also for being loyal. You know, I would like to just say that this new uh, key lime pie bang is fantastic. It really is. But I also am getting the sensation of having to pee. So we're probably about the 24, 25 minute mark right now. <laughs> That's my clock. <laughs> Some people use a sundial. Others use a bladder. Who uses a sundial anymore? Wasn't yesterday like Indigenous Day? They used the sundial, didn't they? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Technology has helped us a lot, but I want to, you know, learn from the people before me. You know, I think that we need to purchase a sundial. I wonder, if that, <laughs> I wonder if they have that on Amazon Prime today. I bet you they have a sundial on Amazon Prime. I bet you we can find one. Amazon has everything. You can find it on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Uh, do you have anything else that you want to add about good friends? No, you know, good friends are rare. Good friends are really hard to find, which is why loyalty is important to me because you want to keep them forever. You're going to find a lot of acquaintances. You're going to find a lot of fair weather friends, which is how we started the conversation. People who will come and go as long as you're providing something for them. But when you find a good friend, you keep them forever. And that means you are doing things to help them too because you need them in your life. They're going to carry you through all of your life, the ups and the downs, they're going to be there for the highs, they're going to be there for the lows, and when, they're, and when you're at your lows, they're going to help you get back to your highs. So if you find a true friend, keep them. And people aren't always meant to stay in your life forever. I think that people struggle with that, is that there are certain people that are not meant to be in your whole entire life. Shout out to my mother. Peace. <laughs> Shout out to my you. mother and my father. <laughs> um, so, you know, like these people have a hard time letting that go. And like, Honestly, sometimes there are people that are just there for, you know, a couple years of your life to teach you a lesson or something like that. But um, forcing a friendship that is clearly not working is does no benefit to either party. Yeah, one-sided, tense, fair-weather friend. Yep. So um, that is important to think about. Um, but most important of all that I feel like to take away from this is stop being an asshole to people on the internet. Yep. I think we're good. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys. Closing words is stop being an asshole on the internet. <laughs> That's the quote of the week. Stop being an asshole on the internet. Uh, I think when this gets posted, we'll actually be back from Chicago post-meet. Post-meet. We'll have so, a recap, hopefully. Well, that'll be probably the following week. So if you're listening yeah. to this, we already competed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Time flies. <laughs> we already competed. Uh, stay tuned for possibly the recap episode a week from... When you're listening to this, I, <laughs> I don't know. The time is a, sometime in two weeks. Time is a social construct yeah. or something weird. Okay, we'll see you guys next week.